Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, guys. Welcome back for another episode of Processing Blue. We have one of the, in my opinion, five greatest Panthers to ever play, Mr. Steve Smith, Agent 89. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? All right. I got to ask one quick question. The origins yeah. of the Agent 89, how did that How did that come about? Um, where was it? I think it was like 08. Um, it was, you know, it was 08. I was actually on a trip with someone uh, overseas. We were at an event. And, um, and I just, <clears throat> it was sunny at that time. Uh, we were at the event, so I just had a, on sunglasses, and um, we were out of country, and no one kind of knew who I was, and my guy that was with me was like, bro, you're like a little agent walking around here. <laughs> Nobody actually knows, but then when we went to the event, um, the gig was up, but, well, um, <clears throat> and so that just kind of how it went, and, uh, you know, obviously with the numbers changing, you know, I, I, I've always wrapped 89 and kind of associated that with me. So that's just kind of how it, it's kind of stuck. And I've, uh, I've kind of owned it a little bit and a little bit. <laughs> it, it works. Like today I'm in agent mode with my glasses, just trying to, you know, I uh, got to watch a lot of film today, uh, notes and all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, just trying to stay focused and process all this stuff. If you were playing today, though, when dudes can wear single digits, would you still wear 89 or would you be a single digit? No, would you be like a one or a two or a nine or an eight? Uh, I had seven in college. Yeah. Um, and then when I was drafted, obviously, Moose had the number. Um, he wasn't giving it up. Did ask him. Um, you enough for to pay him a million bucks to get the number? Uh, 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 I, first of all, I didn't have a million bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they... Uh, who was it? I think Mark actually, uh, Mark Richardson uh, and Mr. Richardson. I tried to change the number several, change the number uh -huh. several times. It had a lunch with Mark Richardson. Um, and now, you know, I guess we'll talk about it. I'll cut to it while my number um, didn't change. But I had a great lunch with Mark Richardson. Um, he gave me some food for thought. Well, um, I came back and I stuck with the number after that. And it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think one day you'll be getting that gold jacket. Yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, I think later is better than sooner. I, well, I, in my personal opinion, um, it's been a great process of going through this, uh, through this process and examining, self-evaluating. Um, you know, when I look at my film now as an analyst, well, yeah. Look at my tape. I was like, man, I don't even know how I ran some of those routes. Hey, <laughs> yeah, earlier in my career, I was like, man, some of those were bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who introduces you at the Hall of Fame? That's a great question. I don't know. You know, I got um, 
I got four kids um, who are getting up there in age where they, you know, they've been through my career. Peyton, who was 26, uh, he was a ball boy for the Panthers. Um, so, you know, he's well uh, in that age of understanding everything, and he's been around uh, firstborn. Then my daughter, she's 22, and then Boston, um, you know, played with your son, who's 18. Well, um, you know, all of my kids except Deuce, the youngest, really have been around football pretty much their whole life. Yeah. And so they understand, like, something like that, what it means. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so to try to be able to figure out which one is is, is tough. Um, and then my agent, my long-time, my long-time agent, um, Derek Fox, who I've had, uh, is you know my whole 16 year career, so you have him uh, who has an expectation of uh, wanting to be involved somehow. Uh, so, um, as they say, uh, man, that's rich folks' problems, right? Um, <laughs> so that's that's something that you know when that comes, uh, I'll have a healthy dilemma. Um, but we'll see. I see you being emotional up there when you make. Oh, his- I, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, I mean, you've been around me for a long time, but you've also been around me a little bit uh, more than others. On you've seen me personally, you know, yeah. outside of ball with, at, at, at our at our boys basketball games. That you know, I'm a, a little bit different uh, than what people give me credit for. Uh, so yeah, it'll be emotional for me because it's uh, it, it's. It's a long time goal, you know, something I said probably. Um, now I set this goal 20 years ago to be well, all of um, In February, I think it was around that time, February 2003, February two, uh, 2002, um, that was one of my lifetime goals. Well, um, so to, for, you know, not to be able to mark that off yet, and then at some point be able to mark it off, man, that's um, that'd be a huge accomplishment. Is that why you played so hard? I did, the other day when uh, the Panthers played at Chicago, they gave you a lot of props on the NFL Network. They even made you blush a little bit. Yeah. But you said, I was a bully. Uh, yeah. Is that why you played that way? Because you had that goal and, and you knew that you were little, you know, people were going to have, you had to play with a chip on your shoulder because people always said what you didn't have. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I played... Yes, I play with a chip on my shoulder. Um, but I think sometimes people don't realize, like, you know, not everything is manufactured. Some of it is what individuals have experienced, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So if I break down, like, for me, I always loved football. Uh, you know, growing up on the West Coast, uh, you know, you got to remember, you wake up at 1, um, you wake up at 10 o'clock, and, man, football's on mm-hmm. right on yeah. Sunday. And so growing up, you always had the best game right on the yeah. West Coast. You had the best game. And so watching that, you know, my grandpa, he was a – my family's from um, Monterey, California, up north. So 49ers, Oakland, uh, Oakland Raiders, Oakland A's, um, you know, through and through. You know, as as uh, Coach Doran said, just like my hat, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm always facing West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. You can see it on my on my couch, Utah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right up top. 
my, you know, customized Utah helmet. So I'm always facing the West because I represent the West. Okay. Um, never shied away from it. That's who I am. Oh. And so I've always been the kid who was too small, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember in my junior year, <clears throat> I was in high school, the head coach, uh, Marshall Jones, he was the head coach. Uh, there was a kid that was a DB who was waiting for his turn to play corner. And all the seniors graduated. We had some pretty good seniors that went to UCLA, went to a lot of different schools. And so I was a junior, and this, this skinny kid named Bones uh, was waiting his turn, but I was a better corner than him. Uh -huh. um, but he got the opportunity. He was like, Coach Coach Marshall was like, look, Bowles is going to start. You know, he's been waiting for his opportunity. So, you know, you're going to be a backup. Uh -huh. And um, he told me that, I guess, spray ball. Uh -huh. I said, all right, bet. Um, I ran track. Wow. I was like, all right, that's like you already telling me. Right. And I don't have a chance, even though everybody knows I'm a better corner than him. Uh -huh. um, all right, cool. So I didn't play my junior year. Um, wow. And then my senior year, right? They I was playing corner, started playing running back, playing H back. Uh, only punt returner on the team. And then all of a sudden they moved me to safety. Uh, you know, and so um, and I made a key play in the playoffs in the first round. Uh, broke uh, a hit. I was literally on the other hash. Ran across the field, hit a guy, broke it up. Um, they had to go for a field goal, blocked the field goal. Um, and one of the guys was like, bro, if we had you last year, uh, we probably would have went deeper in the playoff, right? And then obviously going to the Utah, um, I broke my neck in college. I was told if I went to, you know, if I was a little bit bigger, you know, so I've always heard mm -hmm. at every level the why I can't. Mm -hmm. And so then, he, you know, obviously I get drafted by the Panthers. And this is, man, he's a punt returner. Why do we draft a punt returner when we need a wide receiver? So, you know, people walk around and say, I got a chip on my shoulder. And, and really, if you go back and you look at it, I don't have no chip on my shoulder, bro. I'm just tired of listening to everybody tell me what I can't do. Mm -hmm. And then obviously um, when I was here, uh, there were times, there were articles, there were uh, call-ins. We don't need a guy like this. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, people have forgotten the stuff that they've said about me. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't need a guy like this. He's a thug. He's this. You know, he's that. And so, um, so I don't have really a chip. Man, it's just like, <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, I, I hear and read and see all of the things that's been said about me. And then when I respond, I'm considered the guy who has the chip where the people who have said things, uh, we all of a sudden have forgotten. The one thing I will say about you, Steve, that I don't think people know about, and then you may or may not want to talk about this, but you are a dedicated family man. I mean, you're an incredible father. Every time I see you, you were Angie, you with the kids. I mean, you took your kids with you over to overseas to London when you did the trip with that for a network. Why is family so important to Steve Smith? Because, you know, my family, I come from a broken home. You know, I, I went to my dad's house on the weekends. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom, my grandmother raised me. Well, uh, my grandfather, my grandfather, uh, my dad. So, um, you know, to be able to 
taking, you know, take each one of my kids, me and my wife to send them off to college, you know, mm-hmm. to, to drop them off, you know, to go up there and spend time with them. It's, it's important because I know, uh, I just remember as an adult, like, you know, my oldest boy taking them off to college on the scholarship, DePaul, mm-hmm. uh, and my dad didn't send me off to college, you know, um, while we couldn't afford it and couldn't afford to, to, to be able to, to load a car up and, you know, drive, drive me, you know, seven hours, 10 hours to Utah, mm-hmm. drop me off, kiss me on the forehead and tell me he's proud of me. I, I didn't get that. Yeah. So, um, trying to make sure that I give that to my kids, man, and see, um, that they know dad is rooting for them and dad is proud of them. Um, dad is present. So that's why. Yeah, you're doing a good job of it, though. I mean, from Thanks. afar, as I see it, you're doing a good I job. I appreciate it. I mean, I still got a lot to work on, but... We know, all do, Steve. We all do. I appreciate <laughs> it. We all do, bro. All right, I'm going to make a really bad pivot. We're going to pivot from that to the Panthers. Uh, they're coming off a loss yesterday. I don't know if you had the game or not, but... Um, I, just, go, I don't go to the games very okay. much just because I, I got to watch all the other games. Yeah, okay, okay. Your thoughts on Bryce Young. Um, Greg Olson made a comment yesterday. It's really hard to evaluate Bryce until the Panthers can protect him. And uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's a fair assessment. One, Greg Olson does a fantastic job. Um, but it is true. You look at you look at the game, and um, this fan base is 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 very hungry for a win, right? They want they want a team that um, they can root for. Um, but unfortunately, um, you can still root for them. You're just choosing not to. Um, and the complainers are out in droves, and I understand. Um, but also, I also say you got to lower your expectations. What do you actually expect? You got a rookie quarterback. You got a transitional team where the head coach uh, is still figuring out the players that can play. Mm-hmm. And as we all are discovering as we watch the game, excuse me, he's also discovering that the he's discovering the players that cannot play. Well, right. Um, and it's tough and it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And this is a team who I, I, I think they're, you know, you got this year. So this counts as a year and you got next year. I think they're two or three years away and firing coach Frank Wright because you're not getting the results that you want mm-hmm. is not going to all of a sudden speed up the process with the next guy. Right. I think you got to give him a chance to see this out. Right? He, go ahead. No, I was, I'm let you finish your thought. Uh, a lot of the Panther fans, and we've discussed a lot on this podcast, I'm sure that you guys will probably discuss at some point as well, look at one versus two. Should the Panthers uh, draft a C.J. Yeah. Stroud instead of Bryce Young? Would the Panthers be better off with C.J. Stroud right now versus Bryce Young? Just your thoughts on that. I mean, one is two. They're two different apples. One, uh, another thing is people don't like to admit, especially some fans, and I don't want to go into the, you know, fans aren't smart and all that. That's 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 not appropriate. But the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers are literally in two different atmospheres. Yeah. I don't think people really understand that. And people are like, well, one, you know, I said, hey, I think Bryce, Bryce processing is a lot better than C.J. Stroud, and people are like, oh, Steve was wrong, Steve was this. I mean, it, it, the, 
scouting and, and the combine process is about checking the boxes of who has the most checks and minuses. Well, and on the testing, Rice has better checks on the testing. But you and I both know you can, you know, a kid can be smart and that and that not translate to wins automatically. And a kid can be stupid and that doesn't translate to losses automatically either. Right. So it all varies. And it varies on what, what's, what's, uh, what's going on in the trenches, mm-hmm. what's going on, uh, you know, in the back half of either offense or defense. And then obviously the third phase is specialty. And let's be honest, the Carolina Panthers are struggling in the trenches offensively and defensively outside of Ryan Byrne. They're struggling in the back end uh, with J.C. Horn and now uh, Dante Jackson, whatever's going on with him, in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, linebacker crew uh, is doing pretty good, but they're also, uh, in my opinion, humble opinion, they're a 4-3 well, defense transferred to a 3-4. Well, um so there's a lot of there's a lot of different things. CJ and Rice always be compared. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think CJ I don't think CJ would be playing the way he's playing behind this offensive line. Just being on but so you don't think the criticism of Bryce being the sole reason for one and nine is very fair at all. No. Is some th- are there some throws he needs to throw? Uh yeah. I mean, there's uh, uh, the Chicago game. I yelled at the television yesterday. I yelled at the at the television, throw the ball. But then you also, if you rewind it and shoo, and you know the all twenty two, and you see, well, there's people in his face. There's uh, you know, pressure coming off from this end, pressure coming off from that. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you yeah. why the um, why the sandwich is so sloppy, right? Is yeah. is a little bit of what's going on is. It's sloppy football because it's a sloppy football. But do you think he he can still be that guy for the Panthers down the road, assuming they can correct a lot of other I, things? I think I think that's a, I think that's an unfair. It would be unfair for me to say yes uh-huh. or no because I've never really seen a quarterback do well on his back. Well, uh-huh. I've never seen a wide receiver play well if he doesn't catch the ball. Well. Uh-huh. I've never seen a wide receiver do well if you can't get off the press. Um, so I, I I don't really know the answer. And the reason why I don't know the answer is because when I watch the game, it's really hard to assess uh, to really assess Bryce Young when he looks good sometimes and he looks bad sometimes. But that's not because Bryce woke up and 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 he's holding on to the football. I mean, look, I I'm watching. You know, the notes that I have right now is I'm watching the Jets. These dudes haven't scored a touchdown in third until last night. Thirteen football quarter. Well, now that's awful football. <laughs> Stuff. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, Frank Wright, you touched on a little bit earlier. The Panthers are now guaranteed that sixth straight losing season. You kind of said you would stick with Frank Wright. Do you think he's the guy to get this thing, the ship turned around? I don't know if he's the guy to get the ship turned around because you, you only evaluate him off 11 weeks. Oh. Right? Um, 
you had an off you had an off season in which he implemented some of the players based on the the salary cap that they wanted. Um, they got their guys. I think some of the guys that they got were pretty darn good. Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. right? Um, Hayden Hirsch, all on paper. But then you you go on in there and you see there's some area deficiencies with each of the guys that they brought in. Miles Sanders, you know, he's he he's not running with the same kind of workload that you've seen him run with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Right? Hayden Hirsch looked good in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked good with Atlanta. Heck, I was with him. Uh, I was there, you know, at the end of my career and just watched him. I thought he looked pretty darn good um, until this other 89 name, uh, Mark Andrews, really kind of solidified that he's just a much better tight end. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's uh, Shai Tuttle. I think he's really good uh, for Derrick Brown, um, you know, helping his development. So there, there's a lot of good areas on this team. Then also, uh, as far as depth, with Shaq being down, there's no depth um, behind him. Uh-huh. The DBs, uh, there's no depth in the DBs. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So, man, um, it's 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 really a it's really a tough tough deal. You know, give Frank another year. Right. Give uh, Coach Averro an opportunity to get some some more of his guys. Uh, in there, yeah. you know, Jeremy Chin. What is he going to do, or what are they going to do with him? Well, um, he's a in a he's a round the box kind of guy, but um, you know, being around the box uh, in his past happy league sometimes can expose you. Um, so you know, there, there there's a lot of things on the menu. Uh, this was a restaurant that uh, is unproven that is a successful meal. Your thoughts on the offensive line? Uh, it's a work in progress. That's the best way I can say it. How about that? That's the nicest way I can say it. <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that the bluntest I can get you on the offensive line? Yeah, just because, man, I also remember being over there. Well, I remember being in that building. And also, you know, and I also know, right, when I say things, whether, you know, it used to just be here in Carolina, but now when I say anything about anybody, um, it's, it's making a lot of headlines, but it's also been great for me to remind me, which I, I, I really have been lazy and I don't, I, in my past, I didn't care to concern myself with um, what people thought. Yeah. But it really makes me go, okay, you know, how can I talk about and do my job in a way that respects the guys that are doing their job, understand yeah. how difficult it really is, right? If you're struggling to play Criticism by a former player or analyst is not going to change the fact that if a guy just is having a tough day at the job or having a tough month or having a tough year. I, well, I've been one of those guys that had a had a tough year, had a tough, you know, three months, and having somebody come off the top rope and, um, she, you know, just kind of knock you down while mm-hmm. you're down, man, that's I – don't, I don't think that's uh, that's that's needed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you look at the 22, you talked about that earlier, looking at the all 22 film, are you seeing separation with the Carolina receivers? Are they getting open? I mean, they are getting open, but then, you know, there's there's not a lot of time sometimes. Uh, there's times, so here's where Bryce is, I, I in my humble opinion. I think there's times where Bryce is going through his reads and he doesn't have the time sack. And there's times where he does have the time, mm-hmm. but then he throws the first read because he doesn't, like, let's be honest, you watch the game. Can you tell me which play he's going to have time in and which play he isn't? No. But the one consistent thing is offensive line play is inconsistent. Yeah. No, it was very noticeable yesterday when Dak would go back to pass. You know, the time he had to kind of survey the field. And, and, and go Dak had enough pass. time to make a, make a – Dak had enough time to make a sandwich and bake a cake. Yeah, one time he looked like a four different dudes, and then he turned and he was still bouncing. And he turned around, he had to check down on the left. I'm like, that dude has forever. And, you know, Bryce goes back to pass like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and here comes, you know, in his face, yeah. Parsons in his face. It was, it was kind of tough. Um, is there a silver lining, Steve, for this team? Do you see hope for the Panthers uh, down the road? I, I I mean, I think the silver lining starts this weekend. Uh, you know, I think they're playing the, the Tennessee Titans, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Looking at the Tennessee Titans, right? Um, Tennessee Titans had a, have a won a road game uh, since week 10 of last year. Right, their secondary, their se- their secondary struggling, um, so that gives us hope. Uh, you know, get the pass game going. The only thing that's concerning me is uh, um, Simmons is a problem. Tart is a problem. Um, you know, and then obviously Derrick Henry is a problem. If we yeah. could blitz and get Will Levis to really make some mistakes, which um, Bryce would do the same thing. Is uh-huh. you gotta, you just gotta blitz young guys. When you blitz young guys, it speeds up their processing here's a problem when you speed up a young guy's processing he's never really processing the NFL uh-huh. so everything he's learning is new we talked about CJ look at CJ he won that football game he, despite throwing three picks yeah. Yeah. why and people don't want to admit it well they have better playmakers they have a better system according to their playmakers and then also the offensive line is doing pretty good. Well, so that that that's the difference. Um, you you think they might win next week, but you also were part of a Panthers team that only had one win in the whole season. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. What what was that like, Steve? Going through a year where you only get one win. I mean, that, well, how I was, do you, how do you stay up? I was a rookie, so I had no idea. I was like, man, this is <laughs> terrible, right? I don't know yeah. what is going on. Yeah. And then we had George Seifert, so there was a lot. Listen, I saw a lot of things in my rookie year that I'm like, oh, this was tough. Um, I also was playing only playing special teams, so I was a little bit naive, right? Special team was – our special teams was right, part of the – one of the best in the league. So I didn't really have <laughs> – uh, a quite uh, understanding, you know, of what was going on, just because I was just focused on special teams. That was my, that was my role, and I thought I did it pretty good. And so that's the only thing I really focused on. Um, 
And then obviously uh, Coach Fox comes in and they had told me that, you know, they're going to give me uh, actually why I went to Baltimore was Coach Harbaugh. All the days we were at the Pro Bowl was telling me, like, you know, this opportunity to show the new coaching staff that you could play wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So when you go back there, you make sure they know that you want to play wide receiver, that you have a desire to play wide receiver, that special teams is not the only thing you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was great advice Coach Harbaugh gave me. And I took that when I got back from the Pro Bowl. I went up there and met with Coach Fox. And, um, and, 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 it, it really helped to let them know what my desire was, and mm -hmm. they gave they gave me every opportunity uh, to to try to get that done, or uh, you know, remain a special team. And two years later, you guys go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, things all all the right things. We had some great players with the right scheme and understood their responsibilities, uh, understood what they needed and how they needed to play. Um, so that 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 was the biggest difference. You can't really put it in the same category because you know we had we were in the right time with the right players at the mm -hmm. right moment. Who on this team, Steve, could be part of that type of turnaround? Who are you high on on the Panthers team right now? A couple of years from now, could be part of a not we won't say going to the Super Bowl, but part of a team that can you know have a winning season, get to the playoffs. Play Dallas when it's not eighty percent Dallas fans in the stands. Man, um, I think I like Chuba Hubbard. Um, I think he's you know he gained some weight. I heard, and you know he just looks physically different. The way he's hitting the hole is better. Yeah. Um, Blackshear, I think Blackshear is really un um, really underrated. Uh, well, I really love the way he's uh, bringing it to the table. Um. It's funny as uh, I was talking to Sam Frank Franklin Jr. in training camp, and he was talking about you know his desire wanted to play defense to show that he could contribute on defense, and um, I think he's you know showed that he has the possibility of of, of getting better. Um, obviously Brian Burns. Um, I you know obviously I like Mingo for a number of reasons. Uh, you know. Uh, I see some. I see. I, I see some good things in Mingo. He's got um, uh, Stevens. I think uh, the tight end. Um, I think he's playing well, getting his opportunity. So it's it's. They have some um, pieces. What you say? They do have some pieces, but you know, I think that what we're watching is pieces don't always equal up to wins. Right. And I think people are under. I, I think people are uh, underestimating that. Okay, well, I have two questions for Coach Steve now. We're going to make you Coach Steve. Yeah. Uh, do you sit Bryce at all the rest of the season to kind of guard him from developing bad habits, guard against injury? That's part one. And then part two, what do you do in the offseason to give him and the rest of the team some help, be it, at, you know, free agency or the draft? Um, do I sit him? I don't, want to say, I, I, I don't really know because I'm not in that building, right? No. And, and the reason why I don't know is – you sit guys based on what's going on day to day, not just on Sunday, mm -hmm. right? How a guy is uh, performing in practice, why and what, right? And I and I think that's why you're seeing Chuba Hubbard emerge, right? Because some things that are happening outside of Sunday that they're seeing that deems Chuba is the hot hand. Yeah. 
So I I, I think injuries are going to happen no matter what. Everybody keeps talking about Bryce's small frame. It, I mean, everybody's built differently, right? Mm-hmm. You look at um, it's on my mind right now because I saw a video of uh, the Giants and the Commanders, and you look at Forbes. Mm-hmm. Forbes is skinny. He's six. I think he's six one. But man, that dude, he may be one hundred and forty five pounds. <laughs> so I, I, I keep I, I dislike when people talk about height. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like you saying you're gonna disqualify somebody for a a appearance, right? When he's already shown you that he can play on on, on the levels in which deem you to get drafted, okay? Right? Oh, you know, I've heard people talk. Oh, he's too small. I've heard people walk up to me and tell me, "Oh man, I thought you were bigger." So it's. I, I just don't like it. And, and I've said this on network. I've said it everywhere. And I think, you know, when people kind of don't look at it this way is, have we, you know, me and you are black, right? Mm-hmm. In a black community, diabetes is huge. Yes. I actually have diabetes on both sides of my family. Yeah. Okay. Have we ever looked at a, 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 a overweight office lineman and said, man, he needs to, he needs to eat more healthy because he can look like he can, uh, Get diabetes? Probably not. <laughs> Just Why? Take, take the quarterback. He's doing Why? a job. He's doing a job. He's he's big to do that job, right? I don't know. I'm asking. I mean, why why are we judging height and weight for one category? I think because traditionally it was you know the quarterback was six five and you know two twenty. I mean that's changing now, but I think that well I, I I've, I've observed. Six two quarterbacks who can who can't read coverages and can't throw the football. Very true. Very true. I mean, there's a draft there's a draft class, a number of them. They got is the internet called quarterback. You have a name for them too. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> but so uh, my my point in and somebody probably watching this is like, why didn't he say diabetes? I'm saying my point is you can nitpick whatever you choose to nitpick if you're really looking for something to nitpick. Okay. Right. And and so I just I bring that up is because also all the linemen like Jordan, some of the people that I've, I've seen. One of the first thing the offensive linemen do when they start playing is they shrink Wait. up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Why? Because it's not, not healthy <laughs> to be six, whatever, walking uh, around with 300 something pounds for the rest of your life. Yeah. Facts. Lab. All right, but what what are you doing off season? In, uh, what what you... you doing off season is I I believe they're gonna have a lot of salary cap. Yeah. Um, so in the off season, I think you get some you get you get depth. You get depth at everything. Mm-hmm. All right, you get depth at D line. You get depth at corners. Uh, I think corners are extremely important. Um. I I think you get I don't say get depth at wide receiver, but you get different types of wide receiver. Well, right. You get a speed guy who can run routes, though, as well. Right. And 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 what I mean by that is, uh, like I look at Calvin Ridley right now, and he's doing excellent, but then he struggles against the press. Mm-hmm. At times, the teams are starting to press him, but he only really does a lot of his damage 
what teams are off of. So just little things like that. Um, you know, I think you narrow down, you narrow down that you be, you, you, you hold it to the vest, but you be completely transparent of yourself, of what we have on our team, their strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And you out, you weigh them out. You, you mm-hmm. have the scale of justice mm-hmm. of when we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who do we feel can cover Chris Godwin? When we're playing the, you know, Chris Olave, when we're who can cover Chris Olave, but also who can who can we bring in that can really stalemate at the line of scrimmage, penetrate to be able to stop Alvin Kamara from getting through the line. Right. And and so I just you go down your lessons, you gotta win your division first. And so you build it around beating your division first. And then obviously beating the other talent around you. That's well, the way I would go. Yeah. Um, Steve, before we get out of here, I got you a couple of questions. Um, I always wondered, like, when you see highlights of yourself, and you know, if you see this face, it means I scored. And yeah. and you and you're doing the, the folded arm and spinning the ball. How does that make you feel when you see that? Cause it always brings a smile to my face, myself. Um, sometimes I'm like, man, because um, you know, I played at very animated. I love the game. I think people don't really realize how much I love the game, how much passion I have for it, mm-hmm. um, and how much I, you know, um, I really just fought extremely hard to, you know, be a good player, and um. And, you know, my passion, my fire, you know, whatever you want to call it, man, is, um, you know, I put all my chips in, right? And I, I played I played, and, and still am. And I'm on house money, bro. <laughs> right? And um, when you're on house money, man, it's just the way you look at things is totally different. Yeah. It really is. And I don't think people really understand when you're on house money. And what I mean by house money is, man, um, statistically, I wasn't supposed to be where I'm at. Um, statistically growing up in the inner city, the way my mom, she struggled, uh, the way it was, you know, uh, we had the LA riots around that time. Boom. Uh, we had, uh, Reginald Denny, uh, uh, Rodney King, right? There's a lot of things, uh, growing up that I saw Boom. that an eight, 10, 11, 12 year old, 14 year old kid should never experience. And so there are times, man, that um and when I close my eyes at night sometimes, um, not as much now, but when I was younger in the league, man, I had some nightmares. Wow, okay. Right that um that really uh, I had to work on suppressing and getting getting away from. Boom. And so that's why I say I'm on house money. So when you house money, you you know, there's there's people that come in there and you got your money and you uh, and you frugal, uh-huh. right? Or you're saving it. Uh-huh. But man, I, I I felt like man, I don't, I'm gonna get fired anyway at some point. So I want to make sure when I was sitting here at this at this age that I would never really look back and say, man, I wish I coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, and I don't, you know. I, I well, the one thing probably a little bit nicer, 
Other than that, I'm all right. Did you make up Ice Up Sign on the spot when you interviewed after the game? Or <laughs> yeah. had you said that before? Uh, I think I said to my kids. Why would you tell was... your kids to Ice Up Sign? <clears throat> well, it was Ice Up because, um, like, when my kids, so I, you know, I'm old school, so I always believed in Ice Okay. Right. And so, uh, you know, my kids play sports and they play at such a young age. Uh, knees were hurting, and my oldest, you know, he had messed up his knee a few times. Well, and so uh, whenever something would happen, they say something hurt. I would say, you know, you know what you could do. Yeah, we know ice. We need the ice. And so the the thing, so what happened a couple of years, a year before, I was over at friend house Taylor Zarza. We were watching. We were watching the New England Patriots play the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And I had made the statement when we were there. I was like, man, watch to leave not finish the game because Q was getting was uh Anquan Bolden Ooh. was getting at him a little bit. And so I just remember at that time I felt if you can mentally go after to leave, it shut it down. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, obviously they shut it down. And they shut it down with a oh his hamstring, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of you know so that's that's kind of where it came from. That was a perfect statement at the perfect time. I mean, it, you know, it's a meme now, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but but that's that's what it was. It was. I've always you know had when I watch games, I just write little notes about what? guys that I see that I, I observe, and and what's funny is uh now that I'm doing analyst work. It's it's funny. Like I'll say things about guys, yeah, and then a, you know a couple of years later or a few months later, it kind of shows itself a little bit. But people get real quiet. No, remember that. <laughs> I, I know what, but I'm gonna leave it alone. But I know what. No, I'm I, I'm talking about like you know I was doing breakdowns this year on Quentin John, uh, one yeah. of the guys Quentin Johnston, yeah, uh, from TCU, yeah, and you know people were telling me you know people. One of the things I've learned, as soon as you give an assessment about these guys, people always, the first thing is I'm a hater. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just started evaluating all these players and uh, got a pretty good knack for it. And so I, I, I'm not trying to put anybody down. But also, like, I, not not everybody's great. Well, that's right? true. Um, and so I try to have that balance of what I like in a guy and what I see may be problematic or may rear his ugly head at some point. And so did, that's what I try to do. Did you make plans during your career to like go into media? Uh-uh. I, mean, I always well, thought you would be good at this. I, I told, I used to tell you that. But did you? I mean, how did that happen? How do you land on NFL Network? And, and I mean, in some ways, you're probably bigger to a, a, a certain audience as an analyst than you were as a player. Yeah. Um, Taylor's Arthur. Well, Taylor. Um, Taylor's like man. Taylor had been working on me for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I finally was like, all right, give me a number. And so I called him. And I was like, do you think I could? Because I have um, I struggle uh, with my speech a little bit, you know. And so I was like, well, I, I just don't know if I, if I could. And so I was doing radio because I felt radio was a little bit less intimidating. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of went from there, right? I did WFNZ, and I did... Uh, XM Radio, uh, NFL Channel, 
Then I did, uh, I went and had a contract in my final year uh, with Mike and Mike for eight appearances while I was still playing. Um, interview with CBS, uh, interview with Fox, interview with FX1, FS1, um, and interview with FS1 and NFL Network all on the same trip. Wow, okay. Um, so one offered me a contract. I, two offered me a contract. One offered me NFL Network. And NFL Network has been great to me because they've allowed me Sometimes to our detriment, they've allowed me to be myself. <laughs> no, I think you got a lot better, man. You uh, yeah. like you just you you embrace it, and it's yeah. like you know I love seeing you run up to the screen. You know, you kind of like yeah. can just run to the screen doing your breakdowns. I, I think yeah. it's pretty cool. So uh, thank you, sir. And so, um, but you're also getting a little bit of the backlash we get in the media. Like when you were a player, you kind of get that. I think now. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. Oh, listen, I don't, I don't have a problem with backlash. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. My question has always been, which sometimes shows that I'm not always a great listener. And what I mean by that is, sometimes when I say stuff, I kind of ask, "What was I wrong in my assessment?" Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I probably should have said it better. But what? Am I a liar though? I would say a lot of times no, <laughs> but you know, people. So we we get sensitive out here, Steve. Sometimes. No, I'm, I'm, hey, listen, I'm a sensitive person. I really am. Yeah. Where's but, Where's the future for you? Where are you going next? Where are you, are you going to like? I don't know. What do you want to do in the media thing? What do you want to do with the you know the kind of rest of your your career as you go through this? Uh, it's just kind of taking year by year. Well, you know, I'm. It's funny. I'm actually in the my contracts up, and. Uh, uh, and, you know, talking to, uh, obviously, NFL Network and really just kind of seeing. And then also what do I want to do? Yeah. Uh, and so one of the places I really want to go uh, is uh, sometimes the games can be a little bit boring well, for me because, and it's, you know, it's, it's all these games every week for 17 weeks. Yeah. So there are times where I like to do some things outside of the normal, right? Uh -huh. The normal, hey, you, you know, you have 45 seconds to say why this team is going to win. And to to summarize why a team is going to win in 45 seconds, and just like anything else, I, I picked the Baltimore Ravens last week to beat the Cincinnati Bank. Uh -huh. Nowhere in my 45-second assessment that I think Joe Burrow was going to hurt his wrist. Well, and he's going to be out for the, the remainder of the year. Yeah. Nobody sees it. Yeah. Right? But now we have to talk about what do we expect from the Cincinnati Bengals. Bro, this, that's the most toughest answer because the real answer, nobody knows. <laughs> you don't yeah. expect them to be good after this now. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Browning, and I'm like, there is nothing about Jake Browning that I'm like, oh, he has, he gives them a chance. Now, he may. Right. But I'm comparing him to Joe Burrow goes out. Brownie comes in. I ain't know. Neither. You know? And no one saw that coming. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's, what's your favorite memory of your time as a pilot? Yeah. The funniest part, I think, my greatest memory of being a Panther is really now being retired. Really? Why you say that? Because I was so regimented in 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 outcomes. Yeah. And I didn't actually appreciate um and enjoy it all the time. Um, but I I I, I enjoy now representing the Panthers or being part of the Panthers as a retired because man, I, I, I see guys so differently today than I saw when I was playing. Mm. And like, um, you know, we had the alumni weekend with the Hall of Honor, man, and I got to see Nick Goins. Mm. And I got to see guys, man, I haven't seen in years. Mm. Right? Um, Nick Goins has a daughter, man, and I just remember the last time I played with Nick, you know, in Seattle mm. when he got concussed. Like, j- just a lot of different guys. Brad Hoover. You know, obviously, I roll me and um, Mike Rucker see each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always great, uh, you know, talking to Moose, uh, especially talking to Moose lately because uh, his son uh, at Texas A&M. Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, you know, uh, Utah need a wide receiver too, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you try, try to create a little transfer situation. <laughs> uh, but, so I, I, I would say, just now being a retired Panther, just because, uh, man, I'm looking 10,000 feet above, man, and I'm, uh, for a lot of time I was frowning, but now right. now retired, man, I look down and I'm smiling. I saw you talk, you, you made a comment about Mr. Tepper bringing all those people together and how you thought that was really cool. I mean, just your thoughts, I didn't ask you earlier, but your thoughts about uh, Mr. Tepper, what he's doing here, and, and I know a lot of fans are upset with the results on field, but I just, you have a different perspective. Um, just cause I've seen, I, I mean, I've seen a huge difference. Uh, love Mr. Richardson, God rest his soul. Um, but I also think he had a different, uh, philosophy mm-hmm. of things that were good. That were great. Yeah. And I, and I also think there were some things that, um, were missed and I didn't know they were missed until I went to Baltimore and I saw how they do. Right. And and here's what I mean by what I saw what they do. Okay. For a long time here in Carolina, it was always about, you know, you know, guys playing for a long time for that team to be recognized. Mm-hmm. And in Baltimore, bro, they accept you. They say once a Raven, always a Raven. And man, mm-hmm. there's dudes who get sideline passes who come to practice. Man, play two, three years or one or two years with them. Right. And they do they just do a great job. I mean, until until Mr. Tepper took over, I had not received any Panther gear unless I initiated. Right? Like Donnie Toner, 
who's now recruiting manager or Jackie Miles, their recruiting manager, they always sent me stuff. Mm -hmm. They stayed when you want anything. Mm -hmm. Now I get stuff all the time, quarterly from the from the Panthers. Right. But I've been getting stuff quarterly from the Ravens since the day I retired. Wow. Okay. Okay. And that resonates with that resonates with the players. So that resonates huge that you have my name, you kept my name on file and you sent me a t shirt. Mm -hmm. You sent me a Baltimore Community Legends Charger. Like they would send me stuff. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? And then I started look now, right? They I got I got it last beginning of the season. Baltimore Ravens sent me something that it blew my mind. They sent me, it says Steve Smith Senior, it says established 2014. Wow. Ones, what? A brick. Tough. Tough. You know what they're saying, right? You part of the foundation. Thank you. That's tough. That's tough. Three years I was there. Yeah. Now, today with the Panthers, I'm getting stuff all the time. They've done a great job with uh, Jeremy Kelly, getting him involved. They, uh, Nicole uh, Tepper as well. They brought a lot of people, David Monroe, and making sure the Legends community for the Panthers feels part mm-hmm. of the Panthers community today. Right? That hasn't always been the case. And so that's what I'm saying that is different. Right? And Mr. Tepper was like, yo, he, you know, he was a uh, quick story when I was with Mr. When I was with, uh, I used to do the show on the weekend um, when he bought the team. Marty Herney had called me and said, hey, Mr. Tepper wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, for what? And he was like, man, he just want to talk to you. All right, you can give him my number. So he called me and we talked. And um, he said, hey, I want to meet with you. For what? And he was like, I just want to meet with you. I was like, all right. So I scheduled up a dinner. And me and him met back row of a restaurant, just me and him. Mm-hmm. And we just talked. And it was a cool conversation because he actually, you know, he's a minority owner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he asked me. What are they doing in Baltimore so good that you still like them and you won't even claim us? I said, it's not that I don't claim you. Y'all don't claim me. And he was like, hmm. He said, well, let me get back to you on that. And he was like, well, what do you want? I, I said, and I asked, you know, a lot of business meetings and football meetings I always say this. You want the truth or the lie? Mm-hmm. And he was like, give me both. And so I said, well, the lie is, man, everything's peachy and it's great. Uh-huh. So the truth is, I actually lose value being established with the Carolina Panthers right now. Wow. And he was like, I said, y'all are very good. Uh-huh. And why would I talk to talk about a bad team on the NFL Network? And he was like, hmm. And so he was like, that makes sense. Uh-huh. And he asked me, you know, he was like, hey, do you want anything or is there anything I could do for you? I said, no, I don't want you to think I want anything. Uh-huh. And from there, man, we've been, from there we've been texting and talking ever since then. Uh-huh. Because he'll ask me my opinion. Uh-huh. You know, I had that look, bad. 
right? Um, so that's why that that's that's the difference. Where Big Cat would have never asked. Who? He didn't. Um, the one thing I respected and loved about Mitch Richardson, we had a great relationship. And even when I left, um, right before I left, they, they released me. Um, I went to his house, dressed up in the collar shirt, went to his house. And me and him sat down, and he had his notepad, and he was going to give me some notes of mm -hmm. what, you know, he thought. And I said, look, I just, called, I just came over here to say thank you for what you've done for me all these years. Man, he put mm -hmm. his notes to the side. And man, it was just two guys talking. I really looked at Mr. Richardson and held Mr. Richardson almost when I lost my grandpa as like a grandfather figure you know, well, in ways that we, what we talked about. I mean, right. Mr. Richardson, he would meet with his finan his financial person um, every quarter, him and Mrs. Richardson. Well, and me and my wife would meet and I gave her, uh, his financial person money and we would sit out uh, once a year and Miss Richardson and them, they would talk, and then we would talk, and Miss Richardson would be right there, and they and really he took me under his wing and really, um, really made me. He he really stepped in like as my grandfather for a long time, and so you know, so personally, man, I love Miss Richardson, mm -hmm. but I think football wise, when I went to Baltimore, I saw things were different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and when I left, when I left Baltimore, came back here, I tried to implement the loyalty that Baltimore has and mm -hmm. try to be that with Carolina. And that's what I've been. And I think I've been representing it pretty well. And that's what I've been uh, trying to do and, and, and make it more uh, of that way. And so I always say I have dual, I have a dual citizenship in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I just went out there this third, last Thursday. I hadn't been out there in four years. Okay. And um, you know, brought my daughter, and it was really cool. It was fun. Well, you're doing really good, man. Um, before we got here, I know you have your own uh, podcast, Cut To It. How can people find that? Uh, it's on YouTube. It's Cut To It. Um, and then it's on uh, wherever you, you know, stream. But we talk weekly about stuff. But, um, you know, try not to make it too long. Try to, you know, I try to just talk high level stuff. Um, but really my bread and butter is uh, when it's off season come, we start breaking down all these receivers. I'm getting uh, starting to get the list together, all the receivers, what I like, dislike, and um, so it, it, it'll be it'll be really fun to uh, process and go through that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve Smith say, man, I appreciate you joining us and sharing the insights, man. I enjoyed the conversation. Learn some oh. things. I've known you for a while. Learn some things. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. For those who watch us on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click on the bell icon to get notified when the new episodes uh, drop. And finally, make sure you stick to charlottesobserver.com for all the latest Carolina Panther news and analysis. And we'll catch y'all next week.